Aren't there bathrooms in the school? Richard asked. Of course there are, I said. But God forbid that the performers be disturbed. So what do we do now? Wait for this afternoon? Richard said. Not on your life. We're going to look for Eileen. But Forrest said, I heard what she said, but we're going backstage anyway. I can talk my way past any volunteer. Richard looked doubtful, but said, I am a kind of burr. I shall stick. Measure for Measure, Act 4, Scene 3. If that means that I'm as stubborn as a mule, then you're right, I said, and didn't even bother to see who he gave the point to. I considered climbing onto the stage and getting back that way, but decided that it would be a bit too obvious. Instead, I led Richard toward the gym door, where a multitude of people seemed to be coming and going. The banner over the door proclaimed, Jamboree Participants Only, so I was fairly sure that was the right place. As we got closer to the door, I sped into my best imitation of Vasti's get-out-of-my-way-because-I'm-more-important-than-you-are walk. It worked long enough to get us through the door, but as we stepped onto the gym floor, a deep voice called out, Excuse me, can I see your pass? I turned with a smile, expecting to find an easily cowed volunteer. What I saw was a police officer with sharp creases in his pants, a cap that was on perfectly straight, and shoes that were polished so thoroughly that should a contestant need to touch up her makeup, she wouldn't need a mirror. Even though it was quite warm in the gym, there wasn't the hint of a perspiration stain under his arms, and his cheek was so carefully shaved as to make me feel like I had a five o'clock shadow. I could tell that I wasn't going to be able to sweet-talk this man, but like I had just told Richard, I'm as stubborn as a mule, so I tried anyway. Actually, we aren't participants. Then I'm afraid you can't come in here. The problem is that we need to find my cousin, and she is a participant. It's a family emergency. He looked concerned but not convinced. And what is the nature of the emergency? I could have made up something on the spot, but even though I was in Rocky Shoals, I knew that anything I said would eventually get back to Byerly. Besides which, I just couldn't bring myself to lie outright to a police officer. At the same time, I really didn't want to air my family's dirty laundry in public. With those two constraints, there wasn't a whole lot I could say. I took a look at the name tag pinned to his shirt. You see, Officer Monroe, my cousin's mother sent me down with a message for her, and it's very personal. Couldn't I just slip into her dressing room? It won't take but a second, and I'll be sure not to bother anybody. Monroe shook his head. I am sorry, but rules are rules. Isn't there some way we can get a message to her? Richard asked. Only in case of emergency. This is an emergency, I insisted. Monroe just kept shaking his head, and Richard pulled me away from him before I could explode.